TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Bradford Show episode, I believe this is 113. If it's not, I apologize. But I think that we need to take a break and we need to do some innovation. And we need to we, we need to rethink our, our lot in life. It's a good time. The Red Sox, as we sit here, are um, epically out of the, the playoff race. Not true. Six and a half out, eight weeks to go. Go ahead. So I think that basically the, the best thing to do was to... Get out and about. Once again, do a little innovation, Ken. Kerosene Ken Laird is yes, with me. And and do rants in rickshaws. Clear our heads a little bit. Comedians in cars, was, uh, we have to give a tip of the chapeau to them for, I guess, thinking of the construct. But we're taking it to the next level. Rants in rickshaws. Yep. And I am the Eddie Murphy of the WEI, so I'm going to live up to that episode of... Cars. So just to set the scene here, we're uh, the Lord Hobo people. Lord Hobo, Boom Sauce, with the, the fine people at Lord Hobo helping facilitate this awesome, and I'm calling it a rickshaw, ass taxi, pedicab, <laughs> I don't know. Our guy Ryan here is driving and and uh, ringing the bell, going down, what street is this? This, what street is this? Uh, well, we're coming up on Freedom Way, well, well, formerly known as Yaki. Freedom Way. Way. Well, this is Van Ness. This is Van Ness. Where, yes, Van Ness, and, and uh, right by Fenway Park, people are looking at us saying, "Oh my God, this is the best thing ever—a podcast on a rickshaw." <laughs> it's, it's innovative. Yell boom sauce for us. Come one time. This is next level. Who said baseball is boring, Ken? It is not. It is not. Look no. at this crowd. Look at this walk-up crowd. To, uh, oh, you just turned the, uh, the video off, so they won't see that. That's fine. But uh, this is crunch time. Just because they got swept in New York doesn't mean it's over. It's just it's recalibration. You're back home for 12 out of 15. 12 in the next 15 against the dregs of baseball, Rob. So I'm not ready to give it up. But I think we have concerns, legitimate concerns. Even you, who have been stripped of your latest trip to Dominican by uh, David Ortiz. I'm going to away. Miami. We're going to Miami. Going, okay, good enough. The people, the Royals gear is out, out in full force. But so, kerosene Ken Laird, yeah. th- first of all, thank you for joining me on this. This is probably the highlight. You need to get who, out and who bow. Who turned you down? Uh, Lou Maloney okay, told me. Okay, He's persona sense. non grata <laughs> for the Bradford show going forward. It was I was looking forward to good old fashioned. Hi. See, see, look at everyone's. See, I, I bring smiles to everyone's faces in this dire situation. Um, so right now we're going down Jersey Street. Ken, I was surprised that you were so optimistic. By the way, we should mention uh, Ryan's company here. Right. Boston, Boston, Boston Bike Tour. Boston Bike Taxi. Boston Bike Taxi. Yeah, it's a, it's a bike taxi. It's also a, known as a rickshaw. But I, I, like, I, call it a, I can only call it a rickshaw because when I see one go by, I say, there goes the boom sauce rickshaw. And in case you don't know, there's these things all over the place, Boston Bike Taxi. 
and and I, I noticed I caught it caught my eye because there's a big Boom Sauce logo on the back, and you know what's better? What's better, Boom Sauce and bikes? Nothing better, although for our driver, thank God you didn't invite Wiggy. On the no, show. I did not. Is this is this difficult? Hold on, get, let's get the uh, pass that, that mic up to. All right. is, is this difficult, Ryan? Like to haul us around? You guys are just the perfect weight. Is it? Is it that is the I, always, I always tell people it's not how heavy the person is. It's the weight of their attitude. <laughs> so I've gotten very heavy people on here who are very happy, and I've gotten very skinny people who are terrible. And it's more important that they're having a good time. I like it. Well, okay. What's the, what's the heaviest person that you've ever... Have you ever had a person or people where you're like, I can't make my legs move? I've definitely snapped a chain. Did you uh, really? Going up Beacon Hill. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. All the way up Beacon Hill. Generally, the... I'd say the biggest single person is probably 400 pounds, but usually a group of five light people add up to more than one giant person. All right, we're going to get back to the Ryan's best best uh, ass taxi story. I kind of like that. I'm sorry, Ken. But uh, so we're going to get back to that. But first, by the way, this company just hired Drellick, by the way. <laughs> the athletic didn't work out for him. Actually, they were going to hire him, but they then they they had to put him on the scale and didn't. It, it was not happening. They th- saw that his legs didn't move. Yeah. And he weighed 500 pounds. Not a good combination. So, um, so Ken, yep. as we ride by Fenway Park or riding around Fenway Park. And we're seeing the people lining up. There's still some excitement in the air. Uh, maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. There seems oh, to be there was more. A legitimate line. Yeah, the legitimate line full of Royals people, like <laughs> Royals, Kansas City, Kansas City Royals, like T-shirts all over the place. But so kerosene can. Yeah. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was because I feel like you have the pulse of of the team, even though you're never at the games. Even though you it's never go true. in the clubhouse, I'll be there this you, weekend. You have, in the clubhouse with you. We, we confronted David Price. Well, you confronted David Price. You, you have a sixth sense when it comes to this team, um, and you know I made my my feelings basically made the the for a while now for the last week. Yep. Let's start with the whole chicken or the egg thing because I feel like this is good for you. Chicken or the egg? You know my chicken or the egg argument. Uh, Trade deadline? Oh, trade. I thought you were going to go back to spring training. No, yes, no. Yes, new trade deadline. Uh, was it? Did Dave Brunt, Dave Dombrowski make the right move in not getting anyone? Well, first or of all, by this, him not getting anyone, did that send such a bad message? Including, by the way, the press conference, the much-talked-about press conference, where he said, why bother go for it when you're in the wild card? If you're not going for the division, which, uh, meanwhile the Tampa Bay makes these trades, and a week later you go from one game down from Tampa to seven games down in Tampa. So you know where I'm going with this. Where's your well, thoughts? Well, the first thing is Dave Dombrowski should not be mentioned. This is the most common misconception in this entire last two week span. He has no more power. He has lost control of any decision making process with the team. You had the interview with John Henry in London. You of all people should know this. John Henry told you, basically, he didn't even conceal it. He said, we are not spending another dime on this team because Dombrowski fucked up. He screwed (laughs) it up in the offseason. He spent money foolishly, as everybody has pointed out. He fell in love with the world championship team. You can understand why. He fell in love with Evaldi, fell in love with Pierce. Pierce, to a lesser extent, not that big of a deal. But Evaldi, major deal. They spent $17 million this season on Evaldi misspent money and the sale contract hasn't even kicked in yet and John Henry told you 
we're not spending anymore. Okay, this and so Dombrowski, we're going to put out there for public shame and embarrassment, and he's got to stand up there and make an excuse and come up with some kind of a reason why we did nothing. He will be fired within the next two months. I, within expect, the next two months. I expected it last week. Okay, I was a little bit uh, premature. Larusa will be the next GM <laughs> of this team. He will. Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's why I love you, Kerosene Ken, because you, you're passionate in your convictions, but there's you might be what, half what right. What do you think Henry was telling you? No, I think you're half right. Once again, you are the master of being half right, which is he was telling me. He was saying, we spent our money. This is what I was told was going to win a World Series. I was told this is the way to go. Right. And so how can you blame Dabrowski for inactivity at the no, deadline? No, because you did not need to spend a whole lot more money to do something. Did you see what? Did you hear the Mookie Betts comments? I hope you heard the Mookie I Betts comments. I heard Mookie with, with Rosenthal. Right, with Rosenthal. Exactly. So but he's so, blaming John Henry. He's not blaming Dave Dabrowski. No, 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 Dabrowski no. Dabrowski is a figurehead in no, this No, 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 no. He, he, he is. You feel like he could have made a move? Yes. Uh, it, with, with, with what? With what? The relievers would cost the relievers that switched teams. You can't do anything and, and without ownership approval. They were not. You don't. You don't think they were going to approve no, Daniel Hudson? No. And to be and, and you know to be honest, John Henry was proven correct over this last week. If you watch the starters perform, this team is that's the chicken of the egg, right? constructed, so he saved the fr- he saved the but, organization from making a further mistake. Oh, really? It, it yes, would really yes. hurt to have traded for who? Greinke. No, I'm not talking about for Granky. I'm just talking about. I'm not. And, and you're right. The starting pitching is the be-all, end-all. You are not going to do anything unless the stars are better. But this comes back to doing your job. Everyone has to do your job, and sometimes one job isn't as important as the other. And Dave Dombrowski's job was to do whatever he could, to fill in whatever gaps he could, and and. And that might be go out and get a reliever, much like his job last year was to get an Ian Kinsler to fill in those gaps. Was it going to make all the difference in the world? No, it in, wasn't. In this eight-game losing streak, a reliever may have helped them one game, right? The Barnes game. But here's the issue, and we don't have any tangible proof for this, is that did the the vibe, did the feeling of, hey, you know what, you guys, you don't believe in us, which is... All you can take away from that wild card versus division Correct. argument, you guys don't believe in us, right. that sends you down the wrong road. And I know the, the easy thing to say, well, that doesn't make a difference. It's their responsibility. But it comes back to everybody just doing their job, doing what they feel is best to move forward, to not have something like this collapse happen. So you're saying David Price, Chris Sale, even to a lesser extent, Erod, were so shattered by the lack of inactivity. No, that see, that's that's, that, that's the the uneducated, uh, easy path to go down. When I right. bring up the very educated, nuanced art okay. argument well, if you're that I break did. Break Dombrowski. It's Evaldi, plain and simple. Evaldi. Yes. Why is that? He screwed up in the offseason. Yeah. You, well, you don't sign Charlie Morton. You sign Evaldi. Yes. That's that's an issue. By the way, we're going by the players' parking lot, so keep your voice down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So th- this goes back to you, as you mentioned. Oh, we're going, we're going in the players' parking lot. Oh, almost, almost. Um, but here's what I will say. Okay. There is now a potential issue, and I heard uh, Sean McDonough bring this up. There is now because the offense up until this weekend has done their job, right? I mean, they're leading the league in runs. Up until this weekend, this offense is the premier offense in baseball. Yes. And 
it's not even a disappointing. I mean, if you're a fan, you've you've got to be loving Bogarts and Devers, and this is nowhere near Celtics level of like I can't watch this team. No, the offense is fun to watch. So now there is a, and you mentioned the Mookie comment. I think there is a legitimate rift between hitters and pitchers on this team. <laughs> the hitters blame the pitchers. It doesn't work that way. And they blame it ownership for it, not helping it the pitchers. Doesn't, it doesn't it's, work it that way. It is a fracture that is growing it, by the it, day. It does, this it, could it, linger see, into the offseason. It doesn't, it doesn't work that That's way. That's the way it, it works. It just doesn't. It's much like, you know, I think that the lazy narrative, like with the David Price falling apart, is, oh, look at what happened since Ak, the Eck comments. It's, you really think that when he gets on the mound, he's worried about Eck? No. No, no I mean, no. but this is, I heard Keith talk about this today. It's like, this is a lazy narrative. And much like you're talking about the hitters versus pitchers, because here's the thing, Ken, there's been plenty of times, as we just saw in New York, where the hitters haven't done their job. You know, that's a recent weekend trend. But, oh. <laughs> but back to Price for a second. The stuff's not there. I mean, he's, he's topping out at 91, yes, well, 92 this again. is this is the bigger issue when you're talking about when you're talking when you're talking about the um, construct of the team and the blueprint of the team and the John Henry saying, "Here, I paid my money, I did my job. You told me this is what to spend it on. Here it is, right?" Correct. And and this was a flawed way to go about it, and to go back to those Henry comments as well, where he says, he says. Maybe we should have taken a different approach. Maybe we shouldn't right. have brought everybody back. And the the guy, when you make that statement, the guy at the top of that list, and really maybe the only one other than the first base position, is Evaldi. Yeah. You you allocated that money. They said that we are prioritizing this position, this player, over a Kimbrel, over another starter, over everybody else, because we believe that he is going to be this. Right. Not that he has been this. What's going on? Yo. This, not that he's going to be this, but we believe this is going to. And this is a dangerous, dangerous game and goes back to my talking point, which I keep bringing up. I brought up at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to continue to, The is is you can't deal on projections, Ken, Kerosene Ken. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing to do. John Lester leaves. You project well, the five even, guys. I'm not even are, sure it was projections. It was dealing on reflections. No, <laughs> reflections and projections. Okay. That's it's both of it. Yep. You're you're taking the reflection of what Avaldi did for those few weeks right, right. and you're projecting it forward. Right. right? Correct? Right. Correct. And they did it with Ortiz left. We were projecting that everyone's gonna get better. We don't need a middle of the order hitter. Wrong. We're projecting that the bullpen can do this because we see what Barnes did, but we're not we don't really fully have proof that he can do it all the time. Right. Pro- reflections, projections. And Pierre Stuhl, to a extent, that's $6 million that could have been spent on a kind of a fail-safe in case Ivaldi uh, hit the injury problems that he did or whatever else is plaguing Ivaldi. But, and, and they didn't, the foresight to not, you know, Sam Travis is going to contribute to the team and Marco Hernandez and on down the line. Uh, exactly right. So it's, it's the players, it's Dombrowski's offseason, and it's Cora. I will give a little bit of the slice of the ply to Cora's laissez-faire uh, spring training, although I'm sure he was concerned about overuse coming off the World Series. You can uh, you can understand that a little bit. So you still believe there's hope for this team? As we see here in this ass taxi, in this rickshaw, you and Riz, Ryan, Ryan, our man here, yeah. leading the way, He's about th- Ryan's doing, about fi- that, doing, He's- fi- doing five loops of Fenway Park. We're, all, we're, we're just... We're almost done. We just have to we have to placate yeah. our fans by letting them yell boom sauce somewhere along the way. And you gotta get Ryan's story. 
Yeah, we're going to get Ryan's story. But as we sit here, you believe that this team is not dead. And by the way, if you go through the schedule, you could easily make that case. Totally. Schedule is, is terrible. And, and, and listen, they get a wild card spot. You win one game, you're back on equal footing with the Yankees, the Astros. Now, do I think they're going to win a series like that? No. I mean, based on what we're seeing right now, no. But it would possibly save face that they've not gone, you know, ent- entirely chicken and beer and uh, and some of the collapses of recent years. They rally the troops, They st- and more importantly, maybe, get Price and, and uh, Sale back on track for next year. That's the thing, and I heard you, you can't sit- Basically, because there's no trade deadline, another trade deadline, yep. there's nothing you can do. No. There's no ex- – I mean, Bobby Dahl- Bobby Dahlbeck, who, you know, okay, fine. He comes up at some point maybe. But there's no, are you going to trade these guys? Are you going to blow it up? Are you going to do a 2012 Dodgers trade? Yep. Are you going to get rid of Holt and Moreland and Porcello and these no. guys? This is what it is for the next two months. So, you know what? Newsflash, you might as well make the most of it. Correct. And Dabrowski is uh, going to be fired when? You would, uh, you would admit that he's going to be the fire. I guy. do not think he's going to be fired. So I, I don't. I think the ownership. I think they tried to send a message, but they'll give him some rope. My proclamation is that everything will stay the same, with maybe the exception of you know the coaches taking some bullets when they shouldn't have. You know, this, which is always a stupid conversation. How does a pitching coach? How does a hitting coach? How does a bench coach? How do? How does a? How does a? Um, a first base coach? A third base coach? How have they changed since winning the World Series? It's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. But it's easy because they don't have thirty million dollar contracts. Most importantly, Ryan, why you, you can take a break as you as let's, we're, we're going to give you the mic here. Oh, I can always keep going. Oh, you can? Oh, look at you. What a warrior. Absolutely. Okay, we're a little bit of an uphill in back of the green monster here. We train mid-conversation So we asked you before what, you know, about being, people being heavy. We asked you before about, um, about breaking a bright bike chain. Yes. Um, but what, it, give me, you must have such a crap load of drunk people do this. And Absolutely. So there's some great stories, and by Drunk great I mean uncomfortable. Just crazy. Oh yes, uncomfortable. Some of these I won't share. Some of these I can't you share. You can share them. The one, the one that immediately came to mind though was, I was working the Super Bowl in New Orleans a couple years ago, and I had the midnight to 9 a.m. shift doing this. Oh, whoa! Which was uh, cost cost a pretty penny to rent one of these that day. Um, so I was working midnight to nine, and around five in the morning, I found this really sad soul who told me he had just been robbed at the casino and also lost his wallet and his keys. And this gentleman was the guy who was responsible for, pardon me, Bud Light. This guy was sent ahead for his group to be the Airbnb check-in guy, so... At 7 in the morning, the rest of his crew is getting in for Super Bowl Sunday um, to go to their Airbnb. And this guy had lost everything. And I often get the request, hey, can you help me find my car? <laughs> this time I got the request, I need to find my house. Oh, uh, there's some trees and there's a big street. Can you help me find my house near this? These, I'll, I'll pay anything. But he had no cash. Right. So that's a big leap of faith. I, I quoted him the tour rate, which was hefty. Super Bowl Sunday, hundreds, after all. I mean, like, multiple hundreds. Right. Thousands. Probably about 200 an hour for Super Bowl morning at 5 in the morning. We're rolling around for probably three hours until, lo and behold, I find it. And to celebrate this victory, he gets out $40. The only 40 he had. 
And I said, hey man, don't you remember our agreement? I'll take this $40, but remember, you're gonna remember me, you're gonna pay me the rest, as, <laughs> as you said you would. Uh, and just to be sure, I got, I, I don't know what I got, I wrote down his license information, I took down his phone number, I think I talked to his wife the night before, <laughs> who said, oh, he does this from time to time. Because, uh, yes, he was drunk. I doubted his story about losing his money at the casino. Yeah. Wait, he uh, does this from time to time? There was a female pickpocket who took his money sure, down was. at Harrah's at New Orleans. This all yeah. sounds like good excuses. So, uh, end of the story is, uh, it's a, it's a, ends on a high note for humanity because I eventually spoke again to his wife and I said, Ma'am, we had an agreement your husband didn't keep up his end of it. And she mailed me a check for the difference. And that whole crew got their Super Bowl... Airbnb in New Orleans, All right. and they went to the game. Although that guy was in trouble, what as is, he should be. What is the drunkest? What is? Give me the. I mean, that's obviously that guy claimed to be drunk, but I mean, you must. People like like poke your back and hit you and vomit all over the vomit all over your. Right. Well, I can tell you about an episode ball. that occurred recently because it is officially uh, concluded. I picked up two gentlemen outside the baseball tavern. It was a 7 o'clock game. It was about 4 p.m., and this guy was already laying down in the bushes. Um, and so no one else takes people like that when they're in that state. Taxis, Ubers don't want them. And I said, gentlemen, I'm going to get you back to your hotel across town. The poor guy was uh, so inebriated that as we were passing an ambulance, he was leaned so far out of the bike taxi that his head, as they say, made contact oh. with the ambulance vehicle. Oh! Uh, and it, it caused quite a stir, uh, but essentially it led to a lot of paperwork huh. with uh, the EMS chief and Bud Light again, yeah. with the Berkeley police, uh, uh, but everyone ended their day happily. They paid me well. Uh, they got home safe, and uh, yeah. It, no trouble for me. Well, you you have to have a good lawyer if you're uh, if if you're an ass taxi driver. Um, and and is this the first podcast that you've ever ever done? Absolutely. I mean, ever ever basically hosted or 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 carted around. And it's probably the in the in the the community of of rickshaw drivers. You're probably going to be a legend because I believe this is the first podcast ever done. <laughs> In this the has, back of a rickshaw. This has been a legendary experience. I, it really has. I mean, <laughs> I feel, like, I feel that happen. way. Right. Uh, okay, can you give me a boom sauce? Boom sauce, uh, baby. Oh, there it is. All right, Ryan, it's Ryan. <laughs> Excellent job. Uh, so this has been a good time, Ken, right? Has this gotten your mind fun. clear? Yeah, we needed this. I mean, I needed it. I don't know if uh, the audience needed it, but I, I think uh, it's a rare good idea by you. Uh, perfectly executed by Ryan. This is the way to travel around Fenway, by the way. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, we should make note that you are also co-host of the Skate Podcast, right. part of the Pod Combination Station, and uh, and this is this is sort of the the beginning of the, uh, tester. the tester, which is I can see you, Charlie Coyle, tooling around in one of these with Calman somewhere on it. Temperature may be a little different. Uh, Come January, are we gonna, we're, we're targeting the off-season. This is a summer spectacle. It's summer spectacle. Oh, Skate Ryan's podcast, Red Hot. Anything <laughs> else you want to plug? Maybe the show that you work on? That's the Greg Hill Show, mornings uh, 6 to 10 on WEI. And uh, I think uh, I get a feeling 
this three action was so good. Will you be using some tomorrow? Well, why? Yeah. Why, why don't you? Like, why? Why don't you pop the whole like the whole crew on one of these things? Good idea. Very good idea. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway. So thank you for everybody for being part of history. Um, uh, we feel like we've we've made we've we've taken a great step forward not only in terms of the Red Sox season, not only in terms of this podcast, but I think for all of mankind um, that we once again have have invented something on the Bradfoe Show, and that's what we're all about. Not looking in the past, but looking in the future, Ken. And your future says Dave Dombrowski is going to get fired and the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. All right, thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.